data, and more specifically, the right data, is critical to AI and machine learning success. Stick around to find out why. All right, if you haven't subscribed to this channel already, be sure to do so now so that you stay up to date on the latest in data and analytics. In my book, AI for People in Business, I introduce this concept of the right data, which is critical for success in AI and machine learning. The reason being is that these fields rely on data in order to train, test, and optimize predictive and prescriptive models that perform well in the real world. The six factors that contribute to data readiness are data quantity, depth, balance, representativeness, completeness, and cleanliness. Let's talk about each one of these factors in turn. Okay, when it comes to data quantity in terms of data readiness, more data is almost always going to be better. The reason being is that these AI and machine learning models are trying to sort of automatically discover underlying correlations, relationships, patterns, and so on. And the more data that you have, the more likely that these discoveries from these models will be representative, accurate, and statistically significant. Also, having more data allows you to create simpler models that are better performing, which is great for uh, minimizing the need for expensive uh, resources and tons of time to train models and so on. In terms of data depth, in machine learning, uh, there's this idea of data features. Normally, when you think of just normal data analysis, things like that, or databases, people tend to think in terms of uh, data fields or data attributes. So let's say you have data in your CRM about people, you know, you'll have attributes or data fields like name, phone number, email address, and so on. In the case of machine learning, you almost always refer to the same exact thing as data features. And these features can take on many different values. Some might be binary, like yes or no, or one or zero. Some might be a value that's just a continuous number. Some might be a category, um, you know, like a job title for example, and so on. So what happens is if you have all this data that you're trying to use to create a machine learning model, uh, but you don't have enough variation in those different features, then it'll be very difficult for these models to really truly understand the underlying relationship between these different features and their impact on the ultimate goal, which might be you know, making a prediction or a recommendation or something like that. So it's really important when, when we talk about data depth meaning that you have a lot of data that has a lot of variation that is representative of the real world variation that you would see with these features so that these models can learn uh, all those underlying sort of relationships and patterns very well. In terms of data balance, that's this idea that the data set is relatively well balanced in terms of the target variable or the thing like, let's say you're trying to determine whether an email is spam or not spam, or you're, you're taking a look at a radiographic image of a tumor and trying to determine whether it's cancer or not cancer. Since that's the thing you're trying to, to determine, that's your target, um, or the thing you're trying to predict, then you really need data that's as well balanced as possible where you have examples of the positive target and the negative target or there may be more than just two options, but let's say it's spam or not spam or cancer or not cancer. If you have a data set that only has not cancer uh, examples, except for maybe one, maybe you have thousands and thousands of examples or, or records or whatever it is, or images, but only one of them is of a cancerous tumor or only one of them is of a spam email, 
then the model is not really going to develop a, a good understanding of what a spam email looks like or what a cancerous tumor looks like. So that's what we mean by data balance and it's very important. So in terms of data representativeness, it's very similar to data depth in that you're basically saying that the data that you have and that you're training and testing and optimizing these models on is representative of all the different variety and ranges and things uh, that these models might uh, come across in terms of data in the real world. But also, and something that you're hearing more and more about today is this idea of bias. Um, you know, having sort of models that are biased in some way because of the underlying data. And so representativeness is also about having non-skewed or non-biased data samples that are inclusive and able to not exhibit any bias because they're representative of all the um, conditions and scenarios that they'll come across in a non-biased way. Data completeness is this idea that your data that you're using for these models also includes all the underlying factors that have a significant enough impact on the thing that you're targeting or trying to predict or making a recommendation or whatever it is. Um, you may have a data set with a lot of great data that it is very related to sort of that um, target variable like spam or not spam, but you also might be missing certain features, data features or certain underlying data that strongly influences whether, you know, a tumor is cancerous or an email is spam or a fluctuation in a stock price or something like that. If that data that really has a big impact and is highly predictive of that target is not present in your data set, then you don't really have complete data and you need to get that complete data so that you can build a model that truly uh, is able to kind of map from those inputs to whatever it is you're trying to create as an output if it's a prediction, let's say. And so, um, you know, a lot of times to do that, you know, either you have to go get more data that has new features and new values and variables that you didn't have already, or sometimes data scientists will do what's called data engineering and they'll create new data features from existing data features. Um, so in either case, it's really important though that whenever you're, especially in predictive and prescriptive analytics, whenever you're trying to kind of, um, you know, optimize something, predict something or make recommendations that your data does have all the, as many of the primary predictive factors or variables in it. Finally, data cleanliness is a really important factor of data readiness as well. And what do we mean by that? Well, a lot of data is really dirty, or it has a lot of errors, or it has missing values, or it has formatting issues, or you know, it has multiple different values for the same value, uh, or whatever, right? And so a lot of times data scientists need to go in, or machine learning engineers, and they need to clean up the data, fill in the missing values, get rid of data that has bad values or errors, things like that. Um, and a lot of times you'll hear that referred to as data munging, data wrangling, data processing, data transformation, data preparation. There's a lot of different terms for this, but essentially a big part of the job of building these sort of AI machine learning models is certainly preparing data uh, to create well-performing models. And that whole process can, can be a little messy because data often, as much as we'd like it to be nice and clean, isn't. All right, well, hopefully it's become clear that data and the right data is critical for success with AI and machine learning. And in particular, in terms of building successful, well-performing models that are deployed and used in the real world.
If you've ever come across a variety of these data issues or even ones we didn't discuss today, let us know in the comments. And if you like this video, be sure to click the like button and share it with others. Thanks again for stopping by and I can't wait to see you in the next video.